Hi, I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. First off, huge congratulations to Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, and little Archie on the newest member of their family. Um, Meghan had their little girl on Friday, June 4th in Santa Barbara, in case you've somehow missed this on the internet. Um, I mean, good for you for being off the internet. But um, her name is Lilibet Diana Mountbatten-Windsor. They plan to call her Lily. If you watch The Crown, you know that Lilibet is um, the queen's nickname. And Diana is, of course, Diana. Um, Also, I mean, if you want to read a little more into it, um, Doria Ragland, who is Megan's mom, uh, reportedly called her Flower as a nickname. So you want to make that leap? Go ahead and make it. Um, either whatever way you think about it, I think the name is just perfect. I think it's both a fitting tribute. It's very thoughtful and purposeful, but it doesn't put the full cultural weight of either of those women onto this little baby's head. I just think if she had been called Diana, I that's just a lot to carry around in the world um, as as Harry's daughter. So. Um, I just love it. I think it's very cute. Lily and Archie, like that's so cute. Um, I do not buy into these thirsty Royal commentators who are trying to run around acting like the queen is furious about this name. Um, I think it's, they seem deeply full of shit, but it's, it's standard operating procedure for a certain segment of those type of commentators. And somebody's always going to pick it up and run that, run that headline. I mean, they talk a lot of crap about everybody in that family, but, um, you know, they come for Megan pretty hard and they, they come for Harry pretty hard these days too. So that's like a certain segment of, of Royal analysts, I guess you want to say, but regardless, I I'm so happy they were able to make the announcement on their own terms. And we didn't even know she was at the hospital until she was home. So, um, which is kind of what they were able to pull off last time too. But, um, You know, of course, I would love to see a picture of her. I'm sure she's very cute, but it's totally cool if they don't want to share a picture. I mean, I'll eat it up if they do. I would love to see a picture of Archie holding her. Just saying. But again, totally understand if they don't want to. And good for them for being able to take the reins back on on some of their privacy. Um, And again, they didn't say they wanted to be like never in the public eye. They just wanted to have a little more control over, over who they talk to and what they share. And I think that's very, very fair. Um, even if you still want to continue to be a public person, you're allowed to have boundaries. Everyone should have boundaries. Um, but on to this week's episode, I'm so excited uh, about my guest, Tyler McCall, who literally knows more about Gossip Girl than any person I know. So we're going to talk about that. Um, I love the show so much. I rewatched it recently, um, kind of during the pandemic. I guess it was last summer now. Uh, it's, it's great. And there is a new version coming. Um, when Tyler and I recorded, we had not yet seen the teaser trailer for the new Gossip Girl that's coming to HBO Max. And we did not yet know the release date, but we now know that that's July 8th. So mark your calendars. And we will get on to that talk of the scandalous lives of Manhattan's fictional elite when we come back. Thank you. 
This week's guest, Tyler McCall, and I are in what I liken to a very niche, very fashionable sorority. She is the current editor-in-chief of Fashionista.com, where she actually started as an intern. And that is a site where I was the editor way back in 2009. It's a very strange but extremely fortuitous that all the women who have run this site at one point or another share a lot of common obsessions and not just about fashion and beauty. Like we are a very unique breed and I love it so much. It's an honor to be among these fellow obsessives and very smart humans and stay tuned for more members of this illustrious posse very, very soon in the future. But I am just going to, I'm going to read you Tyler's bio from Fashionista and I think you will understand why I think she is just the freaking best. Tyler McCall is the editor-in-chief of Fashionista.com, where she used to religiously leave comments while at an undergrad at the University of Florida. She spends a lot of time wondering if the boys of One Direction are happy on hiatus and trying to find the perfect reaction gifts of Blair Waldorf. She's also logged hours at Teen Vogue, Vogue Runway, and Women's Wear Daily. I mean, what a dream, right? Tyler is wickedly funny, incredibly stylish, a fantastic reporter on the ever-evolving world of fashion, and absolutely the foremost gossip girl expert that I know. Uh, she just launched a fantastic newsletter on that topic called Lincoln Hawk Fan Club and has been doing just incredible content, uh, GG content on her Instagram forever. And we're going to talk about all of that in a little bit. But first, welcome my fellow fashionista, Tyler McCall. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm good. That was such an intro. I hope I live up to it. Oh my God, of course you will. You're the best. Thank you. Um, before we get to like all things XOXO, how are you? How's Fashionista? How's how's New York? Uh, it's good. I think we are just now kind of, I guess, practicing getting back to normal, <laughs> normalish, yeah. um, and figuring out kind of what that means. Um, but no, it's been uh, it's been good. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, it's been a weird year in fashion and yeah. everything in publishing, um, but it's good. It feels like thing. You know, things are livening up. Things are coming back. Yeah, people are starting to want to do stuff with me in person again. So like, yeah. that's new. Although, that's I mean, exciting. it's really, um, I'm having to retrain that muscle of being social yeah. with people outside it's of my heart. I mean, my coworkers for the past year have been my boyfriend and my cat. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that that's uh, lent itself to good social behavior. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I was already kind of like a wacky person and I'm just way weirder now oh, than yeah. I ever was. 100%. So I'm like, hmm, how is this going to play? Like, I don't know. Some people will probably enjoy it and some people will be like, no thanks. <laughs> like, exactly. We're good. We're good. Well, I do like, as you've been going out more, I get to see your outfits on Instagram. You've been putting on outfits and I enjoy them very much. Uh, thank you. That is the one thing I missed in pandemic, actually. I mean, not that I didn't love the opportunity to just wear sweats all the time, but... yes. It was so nice to just be able to get dressed. I had all these clothes. I would like visit them. This is maybe psychotic. Yeah. I would like no, open my closet and like visit my clothes and be like, one day. <laughs> it's no, I get it. I started creating like, and really, you know, from the chest up, like personas, like I, some project, a project I'm working on, I have a lot of like WebEx meetings and it kind of became my thing, which is like very much my personality to have multiple personalities. But I would just be like, who am I going to be today? <laughs> like, sometimes I text a selfie to my best friend and she'd be like, oh, that's like very like 
wacky substitute teacher from the 80s. And I was like, yeah, okay, that was a favorite. But I I hope it was amusing to people. It was amusing to me. I love that so much because I had a friend once um, tell me that the way I dress is very Tyler cosplay. That like, this is what Tyler wears to go to the beach. This is what Tyler wears to dinner. This is what Tyler wears to like go to the movies. And I was like, that's actually a really accurate description of how I choose to get dressed every day. I love that. Maybe that's kind of what I was doing. Like it was just all these varying like people inside of me that I was like dressing the part. You got to have different moods. Yeah. And then it was like a lot of accessories. I was over accessorizing like rings and and like, cause I talk with my hands. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Things got weird. Like I said, they got weird, but it's, it was fun. It kept me entertained. I live by myself. Like I had to do something. Exactly. But it is good to, to be, I, I did put on like, I had, or, cause I'd also like bought stuff that's just oh my been God, sitting I here. Insane amount of stuff. Yeah. Do you have like some key purchases you made? So I bought a pair of, um, black espadrilles last summer, I uh-huh. think in the Net-A-Porter sale. Uh-huh. And this spring was rolling around and I was like, gosh, do you know what I think I really need in my wardrobe is a pair of like all black espadrilles. Yeah. I already had like, them. Have I had them, them in your sitting closet. on my shoe rack. I said something to Sam and he was like, didn't you buy some last year? And I was like, yeah, I guess You're like, I did. I sure did. I sure did. I bought did. an insane amount of shoes for someone who wasn't leaving the house. I think I bought like eight or 10 pairs of shoes over the course of quarantine. Just like I have, a, I buy a lot on the real real. Yeah. And like, you can't buy seasonally. You just have to buy it when it shows up. You know what I right. mean? So you can't like, was, wait around it or is it going to go on sale? You're like, no, this is it. This is this the moment. Is it. This is my one chance. I'm already furious. This was not about the real real, but you know, that line, the great that um uh, Emily, yes. Emily and Merritt, their stylist. Yeah. So I love their stuff. It's very me. And they dropped, they had like a new summer drop and there was this dress and it was like very hippie and like embroidered and very like, I'm kind of in a cult, but like a really cool one. Yes. And it, I didn't buy it right away. And I like thought about it for a night. And it actually also looks like this dress that my mom had dressed me and my sister in versions of when I'm like four years old or something. I think my aunt at the time was living in the Philippines. I think she sent it from there. It's like beautiful embroidery and it kind of looks like this dress. And I'm like, I fucked up. I didn't buy it. It sold out. And now I'm like furious at myself. So like when you see it on the real, real, it's like, you just got to buy it. If you see it, you like it, you just have to get it. Cause now I'm sitting here. I think about it every day now for the past five days that I yeah. didn't buy this dress. And it's gone and you can't, and it's ever gone get it back. and I can't ever get it back. Like if they decide to do another restock, but I don't think this is like a restock situation, you know? No, the things that I end up buying are, so Valentino for a few years made this shoe called the Tango and it's like a, a, well, I had different heel heights, but the one that I really like is a low heeled um, version and it has an ankle strap. It's like the perfect shoe Uh for like, for working because especially like fashion week, because when you're running around, they look really nice and they look pulled together and it has a slight heel, but it's super walkable. Like I have truly done like an entire 14 hour fashion wow. week day and these have been mostly fine. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, it's a that's, little crawling that's like to the an impressive line. shoe though. Like to get, cause a fashion week day, you guys, it's like, you know, and I know people will say this and whatever, but like when you're covering it for an outlet, like fashionista or you're like fully covering all the shows like you are nonstop all day running around on your feet and you can't 
like being swept. I mean, you can't just be like schlubbed out. Like you're sitting at the show, you know, then you're writing, running from a show, writing a review or doing all that and like running around New York City because now it's like not like they all happen at the same place. So <laughs> I, I don't miss those days. Valentino discontinued the shoe, which is devastating oh. to me because they still sell the rock stud, which is whatever. That's fine. Um, yeah. So like truly anytime a pair comes up that's in decent shape on the real real in my yeah. size I will buy I have you I have think like to. five colors of it now but that's so great I love that I think yeah. that's excellent oh, and I love your style you have such great oh, style thank you but you're also great at writing about style whether it's you know in the context of fashion week or covering new collections but uh, but also when it comes to a show that we both love very very much and that is gossip girl mm-hmm where fashion is a character in the show in like the biggest way. And so I was, I want to get your like background on, on gossip girl, but for me, so I was at YM when the OC came out. Uh, So I covered, we covered it. Obviously it was huge. We're a teen magazine and this show, you know, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, they come out with this show. I remember I did a shoot, a beauty story. Like it was like a well beauty story with Misha, like right before the show aired. And I had seen like one, I'd seen the pilot for sure. Like we had gotten a screener of the pilot and I might've seen two episodes. And I was like, the minute that I saw five minutes of the show, I was like, this is going to be fucking huge. It it was just like speaking to me on all the levels. And I knew it was going to be popular, but it hadn't come out yet. So they hadn't like had that moment. And so we were shooting at this house in the Hills in LA and like, she was so fresh faced and young and like a, she was like 16 or whatever she was. And, and her mom was there and like, you know, her life got a lot more complicated, but it was just, she was freckly and fresh faced and whatever. And it was, so then I was obsessed with the OC, like obsessed with everyone involved, obsessed with the show. So when Gossip Girl got announced and it was like the people who did the OC, I was like, I mean, from that moment on, I was going to watch anything those two like did. Yeah. Completely. On board. On board. And like working in, in and around fashion and, and all of that. And then I was addicted to Gossip Girl from the beginning. But I was going to say like when I was at Fashionista in 2009, we were in like kind of prime Gossip Girl years because it premiered in 2007. Yeah. And so we would see them shooting all the time around the office in Nolita. Um, when we were in like this tiny little office space that like used to be an apartment. And so I would see like Leighton and Blake and ever they'd be shooting in the neighborhood and in Soho all the time. And we would like take photos on like, I think I had a Blackberry. Like it was like, not, like so they were terrible photos. Yeah. But I was, I was like in from the beginning and obviously we would cover stuff that they were doing like on the site and whatever. But what was your kind of beginnings of Gossip Girl fandom? So I definitely read the books. The books came out. um, I think I was either, I think it was like early high school. Um, So it was like the right age range, I think. And I remember liking them. I enjoyed them. I was a pretty voracious reader, Um, but I wasn't like, oh my God, like obsessed with them. I couldn't really tell you much about them today. I just remember, so yeah, the show came out in 2007. It was my senior year of college. Um, And I had not watched The O.C., which Alyssa yelled at me about. Alyssa, our mutual friend. (laughs) Our mutual um, friend, yes. Who was like, I cannot believe you've never seen The O.C. For some reason, like just where I was in my life when that show came out, I just was not a big 
TV watcher. So, um, I didn't even have that connection. And I, I literally, I don't remember why I started watching it, except that I know this was still, um, back. This was like right at the tail end of kind of appointment television where like you would right. watch something the night it aired. Yeah. And I would watch it with my roommates or with friends. Like we would go over to each other's houses. I mean, I had just turned 21. So, you know, you were drinking yes. like yellowtail wine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like pre-party and like watch Gossip Girl and yeah. Love yeah. It. And so I just remember being immediately obsessed with it. Like immediately. There are photos of me, my senior year of college out at a shitty dive bar. Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Great. I, I drop F-bombs all the time. <laughs> Great. I just, there's this photo of me out at a shitty dive bar in Gainesville, Florida with my friends. Um, I'm pretty sure the bar was called Balls. It was either Balls or Grog House. I swear. <laughs> I love and it. And <laughs> I'm wearing this like this bow headband that I got at Forever 21. And I really thought I was serving you Blair Waldorf at Balls. I mean, it was like that immediate of an obsession. <laughs> oh my God. I love it so much. It's so good. So what do you think it is that makes that? Because it's still something you love. It's still something you go back to. So what what do you think it is about the show that has that special thing? I mean, I definitely think it's the writing for sure. I think it was very extreme. And I think this is a signature of um, Josh and Stephanie's shows is that it goes so hard plot line wise immediately yeah, yeah. Um, to the point that by later seasons, it just gets absurd. Yeah. They churn um, so fast. They did it on the OC too. That goes fast. Yeah. So uh, I think it's, it's, the strength of the storytelling, but also to your point, it is, I mean, to me, it is as good. And I think this is maybe a controversial opinion, but I think it is as good a show for the city of New York in terms of making New York look like this very desirable place to be as sex in the city was. I would agree with you. It's just a different era of New York, but like it's, um, and it's sometimes different neighborhoods, right? It's like maybe uptown more than the social life sometimes was on the, but as sex in the city was all over the place, but I would agree. It's idyllic. It's stunning. I really think that it doesn't get enough credit in that aspect for being as culturally huge as like the costumes were incredible, which you know, Eric Damon came up under Pat Field on Sex and the City. So that doesn't surprise me. Like, I just don't think it gets as much credit because it's, it wasn't like a prestige network show. Yeah. And um, it was for young people, which never gets yeah. credit. And it was aimed a large, like, I think things that are aimed largely at young women uh-huh. do not always get the credit they deserve on exactly. fronts like that. Like One Direction. Like One Direction. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you guys, guess what? Tyler loves One Direction and a certain British man from Holmes Chapel. Love Harry. Um, Not love to Harry. derail this conversation. About no, I, listen, he, he comes, uh, it's, they come in, they, we have to talk about him. It just happens. You know, it's like, what do we do? We get flooded with these photos from the My Policeman set and like it derails our day. And so yes. then we have to... You know, and that's have to process it. You have to process it together, which a number of us do on like Instagram DMs and and things like that. Our other mutual friend Mora, another fashionista alum, who I was also also at Marie Claire with me, as was Alyssa. But um, yeah, we were like we're just be like, what? 
like, stop it. Like how I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a grown up and I have things to do today. Yeah. Like now you're going to, there's set photos of this man swimming in the ocean. I'm a former swimmer. What am I? I can't handle that. That's yeah. triggering on a whole new level. It's too but yeah, much. It's too much. It's too much. And again, one direction. Like I'm glad I feel like there's start like people have started to be like, oh, like that music. And I'm like, yeah, that music. Like, I know. So I think that Gossip Girl, again, and it, it's the same way anything on the CW was not going to be taken as seriously, right? And yeah. that, that goes back to even, you know, the early like WB before CW, you know, when it before it came to CW, like with Felicity or um, the other show, Buffy, you know, which got some yeah. cred, but still not. I mean, that was a, that should have been admired in its own time in in the way that it, I think it gets some credit now but it's it's that same thing and I think you're right about the New York of it all I bet there are there's a generation of young people that like decided to move to New York because of Gossip Girl I mean I would bet yeah I feel like that's almost definitely the case I was I was at an age where like it was kind of both for me yeah like I feel like I I wasn't allowed to watch Sex and the City when it aired on HBO but it was definitely still such a cultural thing that sure burned through all the DVDs um in college but also like with when Gossip Girl came out I was like New York is incredible I'm like I just have to be in New York well the funny thing is because I'm this much older than you I moved to New York when Sex and the City was like first or second season like second season maybe I can't remember I have to think of when it that exactly launched it might have been first season but yeah so that was like it's yeah I think there are those like generational shows for New York and it's so beautiful and it and it's that's the thing about Gossip Girl it's really shot in New York and it was a true New York show you know and then you bring in the fashion and you mentioned Eric Damon so for those of you who don't know he's the person in charge of all the clothes on the show um I'm sure you've interviewed him many times I'm guessing over the I've years. interviewed him twice twice okay cool I interviewed him once around the 10-year anniversary of the show in um 2017 uh I did a big costume story for fashionista it was like my dream I was like truly I could be on the phone with you for like five hours and yeah. not have asked everything I want to ask that's fine Um, And then I interviewed him. It was so funny. And it truly one of the like maybe dumber moments of my career. I mean, it's not dumb, but you know, is that last summer or like last spring, I think Sebastian Stan, who had a kind of guest spot role as a character called um, Carter Bazin on Gossip Girl. Obviously now he's like huge Marvel star. He did some interview and I can't remember what even the context was, but he was reminiscing about Gossip Girl and he said something really offhand about how nobody on Gossip Girl wore any belts. And it blew my mind. I was like, I've never noticed this. We were talking about it in Slack. I did some research and I was like, you know what? (laughs) I'm just going to email Eric Damon and see if he will let me interview him about the belt. Oh, I love this. See, when I say the level of analysis you give is the kind that I'm looking for, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. And so like, you emailed thank God, him. he's so, he's the sweetest person and he was totally game. I was like, I'm sorry. I realize this is probably one of the stupider emails you've gotten this week. Um, but he was totally game. And he said, he was like, I don't like the way like belt I learned certain things from Pat and like belts don't really necessarily work on camera so 
he's probably right. Like I probably did never put him in a belt. It just, <laughs> he said, you know, at the time like men's pants were um, like, didn't really work with belts anyway. It was like a whole thing. Um, oh and God, he told me this. on record that he was working on the, the reboot. Although, I mean, they're not calling it a reboot, but you know. Um, and so I was like, Oh my God, I emailed <laughs> WB and I was like, can I please break this story? So um yeah, so those are the two times I've talked to Eric. Did you Damon. break that story? Did I not realize Te- that you broke I, it? Technically, I yeah. Oh. It was so exciting for me. I That's was like amazing. This is such a niche thing. Well, he said it on record, and I was like, let me be sure. Yeah. This well, is you're okay. being a good journalist. Yeah. <laughs> well, I well, should have just published it. But you know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yeah, make no, anybody mad. Because he was on the record. Yeah. Well, you know the biggest <laughs> the biggest traffic story I broke at Fashionista. Well, I'm so excited to hear that. Very on brand for me was that um, Taylor was leaving the Rachel Zoe project. That's okay. That <laughs> is huge. <laughs> that is huge. Um, yeah, we got like a tip. I feel like it was like we got a tip. And then, yeah, I can't remember the exact like sequence of events, but we were like, Brit and I were like, ah, I was like, I got to publish it, you know, like really fast. That and, is amazing. You know, in 2009, that was a big deal. That was big news. That was huge. Yeah, it was, it was exciting. So yeah, that's, that's, that I'm like, it, that makes sense for me that that was the story. I really, I what is she up to? I wonder what I she's up know. to. I don't know. I bet she's mad that what Brad's career. Brad, like. I know. Yeah. <laughs> after, um, after all of that. After all of that, I mean, she would like torture Brad, <laughs> like make him cry. Horrible. Regularly. Um, she has some real like Kristen Cavallari energy about yes. her. Yeah. She had and not very, just like, their hair. So Cal thing going yeah, on. Yeah. It's like that very Southern California thing. Yeah. But, but so you've been like in terms of the, the wardrobe on Gossip Girl, like on your Instagram, like tell people what you do on your Instagram around Gossip Girl. Yeah. So I do these posts every Wednesday and now every Saturday. I mean, truly, I joke that my Instagram account is just a Gossip Girl fan account now that I post <laughs> pictures of myself on sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it has gotten to the point where if I don't post, I will get a DM from I literally got a DM a month or two ago from somebody because I hadn't posted who was like, are you okay? Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's very sweet, but also. It's very sweet, but like, hey, please, I have um, a day job. So <laughs> I know, literally like these people, I have been posting so regularly through the pandemic because I don't have, it's not like I have anything else going on. Right. But I would have people comment on posts of me during fashion, pictures of me in Europe during fashion week being like, where's Waldorf Wednesday? And I was like, I have a job. <laughs> yeah. It's not this. And I'm not um, on your time zone. So and yeah, not, Waldorf Wednesday. I'm not on payroll. So um, again, around the time the 10th anniversary of the show was happening, I did, a tw- I think it was a Twitter thread. Yeah, it was a Twitter thread where I posted, I think my 10 favorite Blair Waldorf outfits and it got uh-huh. a really good reaction. And so I thought, okay, um, I really like talking about this and there's not enough room on Twitter to, to really get into it. Right. And, um, Instagram had the carousel function where you could post 10 photos. So I thought, right. okay, well, I'm just going to start doing this thing. I, I started call, I, not as a joke, but like kind of just a thing that I was doing for myself. Like this is a thing that I'm really passionate yeah. about. So, um, that's what this and, podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> <right>? <laughs> And so, um, 
I started doing them and I wasn't doing them super regularly, but I was just really excited. And, um, I started kind of, I would put hashtags in the comments, like those obnoxious blocks of hashtags. Yeah. And so it started growing again to the point where finally, if I, if I didn't post, I would get a comment or like a DM or something being like, where is it? I was getting requests. I was like, this is not a request line. Like this is something that I do (laughs) for myself. Um, And then for a long time, I only did Blair Waldorf um, because she's my favorite character. I, yes. I happen to think that she has the best wardrobe. Um, but I would get requests to do Serena or like other characters, but mostly Serena. Yeah. And so when the pandemic hit, I was like, well, I have nothing else going on. So I guess I'll just do this. So that's when I started doing Serena Saturdays. I mean, it's truly out of control now. I have Excel spreadsheets to track that. I mean, it's like... <gasps> It's a full-on situation at this point. Because I it got to the point where I had done so many Waldorf Wednesdays that I couldn't remember which outfits I'd done what and hadn't done. done. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I guess I just have to give into this. And, like, I have Excel spreadsheets. It's great. Them. Like, Tyler dives into, like, the whole outfit. Like, uh, just everything you'd ever want to know. And I do – I am more, like, star- sartorially speaking, I think I am more Serena. But I think Blair is a much better character. Like yeah, across the board, like she's 100%. fantastic. But I, but just me personally, like I'm probably more of a Serena, um, in clothing. But uh, yeah, Blair's the best. I mean, across the, I mean, the, she's the best character. I'm on very the show. biased, but I agree. <laughs> yes, no, but you should. I mean, listen, everybody has their. Fa- I mean, listen, Serena makes me so mad sometimes. I mean, they all make me mad sometimes. Of course. But like in in the rewatching, I was like, oh. Good God, Serena. Like, I, I mean, I love like, your hair, but like, get it together over there. Like, and that's the thing. I mean, everything's absurd, but like, I think Blair is the best character. I think that Blair had the most runway in terms of character development. Whereas yes. like, the problem with Serena is if your character is just this beautiful, rich woman who kind of just everything works for her yeah. the way that it's supposed to, it's hard to really... I don't know. For me, it's hard to really care about Serena sometimes. You're like, whatever. Yeah. Just no, it's be hard. pretty and rich. This is ridiculous. I mean, she's wonderful to look at as a character. And this is not a reflection on Blake, the person. This is like the character of Serena. But like, yeah, she did. She, there wasn't a lot of there there sometimes. Yes. With, with Serena. Exactly. Where Blair felt like so layered. Like yes. there was so much happening from the beginning, I think, too. Like um, you talked about this in one of your newsletters like the just the relationship with her mom and like how much you pick up on like the damage that has been done to her yes uh, there it's so insane and also I I personally think Leighton is such a good actress Leighton Easter who plays Blair is such a good actress I could never really understand why her career didn't really take off you know what Um, she's so good in country strong do you know that I've never seen it? And I really want to. No, I know. It's very scandalous. So Can I went I- on opening night because I'm a big Gwyneth stan. So uh, I Gwyneth. went opening night. I was living in LA at the time. Yeah, that's like a thing that all the all of us have in common, I think, in the fashionista world too. It's like She's Gwyneth. so crazy. I love her so much. Insane. Um, I think actually Farron and I are going to talk about her in an upcoming pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I went opening night to see Country Strong. And Leighton is great in it. She was a great actress. I also, the, when I was at Fashionista was also when um, Good Girls. Uh, oh, yeah. Song, she did. Good Girls. With Cobra Starship. 
Yes. Incredible. Which I still love. It's Bob. It's a great song. It's a it good is a song. Great song. It is still on my gym playlist. I will yes. put it. I mean, it is. It's it is a, a great workout bop. song. Yeah, she, I, I, I agree. And then, you know, I didn't watch a lot of episodes of the, is it single parents or it was like parenting or something Parent, like that. It was something I, the concept of the show was around, there were a bunch of single, single parents. parents. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the name of the show, but um, I only saw like one episode and I just kind of fell off and didn't watch it. But I heard it's like, I heard people really liked it and she's very uh, good on it, which I am not surprised to hear it because I think she's pretty good in everything she does. Yeah. And I think she's really funny. Yes. And then of course, married to Adam Brody, which I enjoy. I know. Um, Isn't that so funny? That's so great. So, yeah, so we've got Blair and Serena, obviously, at the center of this show and at the center of a lot of the fashion. But everybody, you know, I mean, the early seasons, Jenny Humphrey had her whole aesthetic going on. Mm-hmm. Taylor Momsen, who yeah. was quite a you'd see her around at all the fashion parties and stuff too. Cause that was oh, the I'm other sure. thing, like in that era, like they'd be at everything because the show did shoot in New York. They were all in, you know, they lived there. So, and it was before any of them were like, I mean, they were young. They didn't, they weren't married and had kids and all that stuff yet. Um, who like outside of Blair, who are some of your favorite characters or are there favorite like storylines that you still like, like to come back to or, uh, I have to, okay. Favorite characters. I'm having an easier time thinking of the ones that I don't Oh, who do you not like? like? No, tell me who you, who annoys I you. Mean, no, go I with it. I hate Vanessa. I hate her so much. Hate like, Vanessa. I'm, hate. What are you doing here, Vanessa? Like, why are you here? Ugh. It's all the worst qualities of Dan, which yes. is like this very chip on my shoulder stuff. Yeah. I just like could not, uh, could not deal with her. No. Um, what storylines did I like? Okay. So actually a lot of the recurring characters I liked, like I liked yeah. Damien Dalgard, um, ah. who is a later season addition. Yes. I, I mean, I love Georgina. I love Georgina. Like I love to hate Georgina. She just yeah. I mean, she's so a not fun. good person, but I think like that's the thing. I mean, it, you don't have to love the per- but like Georgina is a great character, and when she would, and also we got her in, I feel like the right amount of doses, like yes. she'd pop in and inject her like chaos into the storyline, and then she'd be gone. Yeah, they definitely did not. They used her the exact right amount for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that's um, Michelle Trachtenberg's character, yeah, uh, Georgina Spark. She is so good in that role, and like clearly having fun, which I appreciate yeah. as well. Yeah, um, that was fun. What storylines do I come back to? I mean, I think of like some of the crazier. So I like Hillary Duff's whole guest arc. <laughs> um, as yes, why can't Tell why everyone. am I blanking on her? She plays an actress named it's Olivia. Her yes, I don't remember her last name, and she's basically in like a twilight-esque um franchise yeah it's and she's going to nyu to like be a normal student and she starts dating dan i don't know there's a whole i (laughs) there's a whole episode (laughs) go ahead are you thinking about the lady gaga episode yes yes I was just getting ready to say there's all the people. This storyline sort of culminates. So she's, she dates Dan and then inexplicably for some reason. Oh, wait, I remember now. So, um, she signs up to do a sequel to her movie franchise or whatever. And, 
um, she and Vanessa and Dan are hanging out at the loft one night and they have this checklist. It's so absurd. They have this checklist of like what things you should do while you're in college because Olivia is going to yes. have to leave college to go film this movie. And one of the things is have a threesome. Yes. So the three of them have sex, obviously. Yes. And I guess it makes everyone realize that Dan is in love with Vanessa. Yeah. So um, this episode uh, is called The Last Days of Disco Stick. And I it's mean, Lady a great Gaga. episode title. A great it's episode. So good. Title. The episode titles are so unhinged. And so it centers around <laughs> this theater. They're in this theater group. And um, or like they're trying, Dan's like trying to impress a theater group. I'm still I I blanking on like the exact reason they're yeah, in is this he theater like directing? Group. Like sort of, but they put on this um they put on this like retake on Snow White and the Seven Dwarves where like Snow White is trying to be a pop star and like this I it's so it's such a convoluted plot but Lady Gaga is in the episode it's like right before I think it was right before Bad Romance came out because she yes. performs that song in the show at the end um because like Blair Blair's stepfather is like knows an entertainment lawyer isn't it it's so obscene so um yeah, so in the middle of this play or whatever, uh, Hillary Duff <laughs> sings quite seriously, um, <laughs> disco stick or whatever. Yeah. It's so it's so insane. I oh. kudos to whoever wrote that because it was just it was just beautiful. I mean, my thing, my number one thing about Gossip Girl when people tell me they haven't seen it, um, yeah, is like you really can, you could get away with just watching the first two seasons and be fine. Right. I love the later seasons because they get so convoluted and there's so really weird. great episodes in the later season, but yeah. like you can tell yeah. they're definitely kind of slogging through it sometimes, especially season, season five, utterly skippable. Um, yeah. Everything about every single storyline in season five drives me up a wall. Um, <laughs> but like I, I mean, I vote that people should finish it to see that stuff because I think it's yeah. fun. And obviously when their budgets get bigger, it's just fun to watch. Yeah. But like the show was perfect for the first, oh, like it two seasons. Perfect. Pristine. Pristine. Yeah. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Like no. not a single thing. It is. And in rewatching it, I was like, oh my God. I like, I like knew that in my head, but it'd been a long time. Like I hadn't like spent time with these people in years. And I was like, oh my God, there's so much quotable stuff. And I love, well, let's talk about your newsletter a little bit. Cause this is new, but yeah. I, you, you put quote, you put great quotes. So tell, tell everybody what you're doing with the newsletter and the name is so good. It's yeah. Great. So I started this newsletter. I, I guess I just like making essentially free second jobs for myself. Sure. Same, same, same. I get it. Um, <laughs> but newsletter I'm, podcast. You have Instagram and newsletter. <laughs> I know. And now I'm on t I'm like, should I start a TikTok series? And I'm like, I have to chill out. Yeah, I um, like your TikToks though. Your TikToks you. are good. It's my attempt at reconnecting with the youths. <laughs> I only but, watch TikTok. I don't, I don't produce anything there. I don't participate. I'm a voyeur. Yeah. It's scary. They'll come. I don't want to. The, the youths are scary. No. <laughs> yeah. So I write these, like, I just realized I just have so many thoughts 
I just have so many thoughts about not to be Elizabeth Holmes, but you know, I have so yeah. many thoughts about Gossip Girl all the time that don't make sense on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and so I just and everybody has newsletters these days. Yeah. I just felt like it's everyone had a newsletter. So I was like, okay, well, let me start this newsletter. What am I gonna call it? I think I mentioned earlier, but um Sam, my boyfriend and I years ago did a Gossip Girl podcast for a little bit together. Um, yeah. And we called it Lincoln Hawk Fan Club because Lincoln Hawk is the name of the band that Dan's dad, Rufus, was in in the 90s. Sure was. Um, and it's meant to be, it's unclear to me what kind of music they're meant to be because they sort of position it like it's a, um, like a Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, like sort of post-Nirvana grunge style band. But at one point, Dan calls it like math rock. I and like this whatever I have a lot of questions about this band I have a lot of questions too as a person who was like in high school and college in the 90s I'm like what are you who were you what What exactly are we going for here like what are you towed the wet sprocket like are you are you that like post Nirvana grunge like I don't know what kind of band was this so it's called Ling and Hawk fan club um I so far I mean I've only sent four issues, but I've managed to stay on a weekly schedule, which is impressive for me. Um, I, you're going episode by episode. I'm going episode by episode. I sort of was trying to figure out how I wanted to do it. And I didn't want to do like a straightforward recap of an episode because I don't think that's interesting. Um, and they, uh, I don't know if you read Vulture's recaps of the show. Oh my God. They were the best recaps. My favorite recaps of all time. The next day, I mean, like the next oh, yeah. day, the first thing I did was check Vulture to read the Gossip Girl recap because they were one hundred percent. Who they was were it? It was like best. Jessica Pressler and Chris Rosevar. Chris Rosevar, yeah, yeah, um, just incredible work. So oh, brilliant. I mean, just the writing was oh, and their so analysis funny. was perfect. The reality yeah, so index, funny. the so reality ins- index was the best. So instead, um, what I try to do with the newsletter is use, use each episode to talk about broader issues. I mean, like that's been easier because I'm just starting. So like the first issue was um, talking about kind of why I like Gossip Girl or why yeah. I got into Gossip Girl. The second one was talking about Chuck Bass as a character because I think that he is uh, very popular. It has not aged well, a lot of his No, stuff. no. Um, but I then, loved your analysis of it though, because I think you hit on like a, the, the time, the time period is context for it and what you could do in 2007. And, and you talked about like how, you know, Chuck is, is kind of an awful dude from the beginning. And, and then there's a rehabilitation that kind of happens that was possible in 2007, that that kind of character wouldn't be rehabilitated in now, and and people were really into Chuck Bass. You know, I'm Chuck Bass, and like, oh, people are still really into. Chuck people Bass. are still really into. Someone Chuck Bass. unsubscribed after that newsletter. Let's put it that way. I was okay. like, I I got it. I got you. Um, yeah, but I think you were really you gave a really fair and like thoughtful analysis of like what was interesting about Chuck and what wouldn't work anymore and what maybe should never have worked then either, but it was just a different time. And yeah, he was, I mean, yeah, people love, people love that character. He was just awful. I mean, especially because this was still, I mean, I feel like we have only just in the past few years started sincerely having conversations about how it's not really okay to use like sexual assault as a plot device yeah for character development does that make sense yep. like yeah 
Yeah. Um, and so that very much was the vibe. Like, literally in the pilot episode, he sexually assaults two of the three main yeah. female characters. It's yeah. just, it's a lot that you, it's a like, lot. today, you'd be like, well, okay, that's a choice. Um, so I wrote about that, and then um, this past week I wrote about why I love Blair. Like, I'm just trying to use that, but then I have different segments, because I do love, yeah. um, like... There, I like pulling my favorite lines. Like, like you, okay. Yes. The thing about it is, um, and I will probably write a newsletter about this. You don't actually like people will say, "Oh my god, I would love to watch Gossip Girl with you." No, you, no, you wouldn't, <laughs> because I have seen at least the first season um, enough times that I have to almost physically restrain myself from like giving the line a beat early do you know what I mean yeah yeah um it's deranged and I know it's, it's not, not a me. good quality not to me not to me <laughs> it's like there's very few things that I'm like that with clueless is another one where like do not watch clueless with me because I will I will ruin everything um so I I have a segment where I break out the best lines I have a segment where obviously I pick my favorite outfit of the episode yes I have a segment where I just make like stray observations like things that I've noticed um, that kind of drive me crazy about the show or, um, like fun facts, like the designer for, um, Eleanor Waldorf's line, uh, in the show was a real designer, um, Abigail Lorick. And she had a line, um, yes. that she just let sub in, I guess she was, I think she was friends with Eric Damon. Um, and he just, it was too short a note. It was too hard to basically create like individual costumes every time you needed somebody for like a full fashion show. Um, so Laura stood in for that. So like writing about stuff like that. Um, and then my last segment is always about why it's psychotic that Dan is gossip girl. (laughs) Yes. Which is so great. Cause Um, clearly, clearly they had not made that decision when they started the show. Like that was clearly an audible that they called in season six. They're like, I'm we with you. Make it somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I thought it was going to be Dorota. I thought but... it was Dorota. Like it was like either Eric or Dorota. Yeah, and yeah, those both felt right. And and Dorota is a fantastic character too. Just and if I remember correctly, like it it originally was going to be Eric, and then I think like page six or somebody found out and wrote that it was going to be Eric, and they were like, "Well, fuck," <laughs> and then made it Dan. Yeah. I don't know. And then it's Dan, and now Dan's a. Well, it's not Dan. Now Penn plays a stalker. He basically plays Dan Humphrey. <laughs> yeah. Right. On on you. So any of you, any of you who have not watched you, which by the way, I watched in its original season on Lifetime. Well. Yeah. And I was I trying to tell people it. about it and no one would listen to me. Because <laughs> it was on Lifetime. Because it was on Lifetime. And I was like, you guys, this show is good. And then it came on Netflix and everyone got into it. And now it's you know, so popular and Netflix produces it now. So Dan Penn uh, plays this guy, Joe, who is basically Dan, but like murdery. But like murdery, more murdery. <laughs> but more murdery. Yeah. It's a great show too. You should watch you. It's that the third season of that is coming back soon. It's on my list. I'm, I'm constantly, I joke that I'm constantly like three years behind the zeitgeist on any television show. <laughs> Like, I'm sure I will watch it in a few years after everyone has stopped talking about it and been like, oh my God, isn't this show amazing? And everyone will be like, what is your problem? Or it'll be back around again. Like the, cause the, like a, the youth will have the, the youth who are even younger now will have like discovered we'll have it. Discovered it. I know that would be nice. Yeah. Well, that's like how, you know, how they 
discovered friends or like discovered Grey's Anatomy. And I'm like, these were the most popular shows in America at a time. Like you guys, we all, we all saw them. It's well, they're okay. like, they're discovering Gossip Girl now. Yes. Is what's crazy. So before I let you go, let's, they're, so the, yeah, they're discovering OG Gossip Girl. And then we do have the, not a reboot, but it's like not a, a reboot. It's, it's not a, a reboot. It's an extension. I think they they want. Yeah, they're. I don't know what the exact phrasing of it is. It's like the extended universe of Gossip Girl. I guess. Yeah, because it's not like so. My understanding is it's not it's not starting from scratch. It's not like the same concept as though the first series never happened. Right. It very much exists. Like these characters exist in a world where like Blair, Serena, and Dan, where all that stuff happened. Yes. Um, and it happened like 10 years ago or whatever. So it's just a new group of high schoolers um, yes. who exist in this same world. Like they go to the same school. Like they go to Constance St. Are Jude's. they going to Constance? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't they sure. go to the I... same school. They kind of, I, my understanding is they run in the same circles. I mean, obviously they're being very tight-lipped about logistically yeah. how it works. Um, I read that interview with Cosmo that um, Brian Moylan did. And then like the idea, like the getting any information about any of these people is like pulling teeth, Um, which is smart. I think it drums up a lot of interest in the show, but it's definitely not a reboot. It's not like these people are supposed to sort of replace, Replace like I I don't think we'll see like a one for one for like a Serena, a Blair, like things like that. Um, And I'm really excited. I'm so excited. It's coming. They have, they've said July, but they haven't given a date. Um, I checked again today to make sure I hadn't missed something. Um, so it's coming in July. It's going to be on HBO max, which is where currently the, the original series is at HBO max. Now it moved from Netflix. And so we do, what we know is we've seen some photos, like we've seen on the Met steps, we've seen Mm -hmm. like a proper photo, like, you know, they are congregating on the Met steps, which is iconic gossip girl. The cast is way more diverse diverse yeah than than gossip girl and and from all accounts is it, it first of all it's just not all white people and it's not all straight people um yeah. they that much we have kind of gleaned that there will be more like queer representation and storylines and and all of that which is great um and but otherwise i mean we've seen photos of the the cast and 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 also they're starting to you know when they started shooting again like the same way with with original Gossip Girl, like pe- they'd be spotted around the city, and like people would snap pictures or paparazzi or just people. Um, so that's exciting. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I will absolutely be watching. And and Kristen Bell, we should talk about Kristen Bell for a yes. second before. Yeah, yeah. She, the narrator of God, the famous XOXO Gossip Girl. I mean, we'll I don't back. know that the show would have been the same without her. So I'm really glad um, that she's coming back because. Yeah. You know, so perfect. talk about that a little bit because you you talked about that a little bit in one of your newsletters. That's too. Right. I absolutely agree. Like she framed the show and her voice. It's just like I, I can't imagine it without her. No, it's hard to imagine it as sort of like a more straight like an OC style. So. So, yeah. So Kristen Bell plays Gossip Girl. Um, the show, I don't think is ever really explicitly clear. Like she's constantly doing these voiceovers and like adding quippy. There's always like quippy little lines that those also get more and more absurd as the show goes on, um, which I love, but, um, it's not always clear if her narration is meant to be interpreted as a gossip girl blast, which I don't think it is because it's like kind of unnecessary, but it's more like a running narration of kind of, I guess. Like, I just think it adds 
sort of an ambiance, I yeah. guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, in terms of setting how these events are going down. Cause I think otherwise it's, it gives it both like a little levity, but yeah. also kind of more weight at the same time. I realize that those are contradictory, but um, it makes the whole, it gives the whole thing stakes to me. It does give it stakes and it does give it snark too. And it yes. like, um, and not that some of the characters don't have that too, especially beloved Blair, but like who throws fucking attitude better than anybody. some of the best insults oh one of my favorite was the is in season in episode three um which she tells serena uh brown doesn't offer degrees in slut uh and i love that line so much because my coworker anna went to brown and we were talking about it one day and she was like actually technically since you can do independent studies and like kind of create your own major you could theoretically <laughs> major in <laughs> slut i was like oh, that's incredible that's amazing. That's incredible. I love that. Yeah, like Blair, I like would pay to get like insulted by by Blair. By Blair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so good. But yeah, so like having the voiceovers kind of, it gives it the tone that it needs, um, I think, in both directions. Like both yeah. to keep it from feeling like it's too self-serious. Yes. Um, and to keep it from feeling like, I don't know, too absurd either. But like, yeah, it, it like grounds it and makes it absurd. Like, like you're, yeah, you're, it's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's a contradiction that works perfectly. So she's going to be back as um, the voice of Gossip Girl, which I think is excellent. And, and we've got like, you know, um, some of the like, Josh and Stephanie, but another one of the original, like as someone who worked on the writing room of the original show. And yeah, Josh Safran. Yes. Thank you. I was blanking on his name. Josh, that Josh Safran. Um, so yeah, that's coming in July. So if you want to like, you know, freshen up on just your gossip girl vibes, because at this point, like, like you said, they, they have said that this exists in the universe where, where Blair and Serena have lived. So they might reference them at this point. There are no, public plans to have any of the original cast show up. But I mean, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility if they exist in this universe, maybe it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. I have some, like, I don't think you'll see Blake. Like I think Blake is no. pretty firmly and like, I don't think yeah. you'll see Penn maybe, but, but like um, Nate, could we see Nate? I know. I'm really wondering. They've, they've been very tight lipped obviously yeah. on that as well as to whether any of, as to whether they'll even allude to any of these characters. I know. Um, I know. There's I... an onset photo of them on the steps, all the characters on the steps of the Met um, and the character played by Whitney Peake, who's gorgeous and like already has a Chanel ambassadorship because of course oh, she does. Um, course. There's a, there's an image of her talking to like a younger boy mm. and like, I think this is my personal theory. Okay. I, I love think, this. Go for it. I think this younger boy is Blair and Chuck's kid <gasps> is what I think. Tyler, I just got a chill over my whole body. I'm not even kidding. Cause like, <gasps> I think that's like, if you can't get, yes. if you couldn't get like Leighton or Ed to right. be on the show, like that's a good way to connect these characters. They end the series. It's like a five year flash forward or whatever. Right. And they do end the series with a child. Yes. And Josh Safran has said that I might, I don't want to misquote him, but he has said on like Twitter Q and A's or whatever, that he thinks like, there's no question that Blair and Chuck would still be together. Like I, there's this little boy, if you've seen mm. it, 
like it just I'm like there's something about this child like he's carrying a teacup like oh. there's just something about this child that I'm like I mean this- you just sold me on I was already in he's carrying a teacup it a has teacup. to be Blair and Chuck's child this is what I'm saying like yes he's a little bit younger than the main character like I just this is my this is the like conspiracy theory no I'm into it yeah like, put me, like send me to a reddit thread about it I'm in I'm I know. absolutely in. I'm dying to or, know um or more likely like a tiktok thread about it now that I, we've spoken it out loud I'm sure my agent will serve it up to me on tiktok yeah. um so other question for my expert here do we know who Tavi is playing on this show so Tavi is playing a teacher I mean like okay. that's as much as I know she's okay. not she's not a student Okay, because um, I was like, she's not old enough to be a parent of any which, of these people. By the way, also, like, it makes me feel ancient that Tavi is old enough to play a teacher. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I remember when she was, you know, 13-year-old wonderkin, like, blogging, wearing that big yeah. bow hat to Dior show or whatever. That yeah, made that's like so when mad. I was at Fashionista, basically. Yeah. Like no. so that was like prime rookie time and like prime Tavi time. So now like, she's playing a teacher. And that's literally as much as I know. <laughs> also, like, so in lieu of releasing much details, I, I think now we know the names of the main characters. And then when they released the names of the main characters, each one of them had one word that was meant to sort yes. of describe their characters. Tavi's was, if I'm not mistaken, ambition. I believe that's correct. I, yeah, I need to know more. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm so intrigued. They've been doing a good, they've been good at the they're teasing. So, they're, they're, that's good. It's smart. Whoever is on their marketing team yeah. deserves a raise. It's because very good. yesterday I got a DM from the Gossip Girl account. When I tell you, I reacted so strongly that Sam was like, are you okay? <laughs> and it literally was just like, it was really cute. Like the wording was perfect. And it was like, welcome to the inner circle. Like I got added to their oh. close friends list and I was like, oh, sold. Come on. That's so sold. great. I would have screamed too. Brilliant. Oh, and I know that so it's a social, smart. like I know in my head, obviously, because I'm an yes. adult and I work in media, I know it's a social media manager or like a, like a, um, marketing manager yeah. who is doing this. And I still was like, I, yeah, this is the best care. day of my life. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Um, well, that feels like a perfect, perfect note to close out this conversation, but tell everyone where they can find you so they can find all this amazing gossip girl content and other just wonderful style and beauty and t- your TikToks and all that good stuff. So I'm at Eiffel Tyler, like Eiffel Tower. Such, it's such a good name. I if love I it. had known, <laughs> truly, I, that... <laughs> That came from, I lived in Paris for a year getting my master's degree and I started a blog just to like keep family and friends up with what I was doing. And that's what I called it. Cause I was like, that's fun. And then of course, so when I started social media accounts, I used that same handle. Yeah, sure. um, I think maybe if I had known that I would be using them in a professional context, sure. I might have gone a different route. However, yeah, but um, it's, it's whimsical. I feel like it's whimsy. Yeah. I'm into it. Now we're in it. So I'm at Eiffel Tyler um, everywhere, Twitter, everywhere. Instagram. I'm, I think TikTok, if you can find people, I'm sure you can find people by username. Yeah, but I always, I yeah, you can. And then also, but sometimes you put them on Instagram too. So that's good. Um, um, but, and then yeah. the newsletter is on Substack, correct? Uh, no, I use no, letter drop. Because when I started, yes, right. there was like all that kerfuffle going on with Substack. 
um, there was like a lot of stuff going around because they had like they were paying like Glenn Greenwald. Oh or yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? That's right. And I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Maybe yeah. I should stay away from that. And also, yeah, I right. knew that I wasn't going to try and monetize because I was like, I don't think I know enough people. Yeah, um, who well, are going to pay I, me like? I think you underestimate yourself, but that's, I, I, I get it. it. Would not be My newsletter is free. <laughs> My newsletter is free. So where? So where do people? Because is there a link like in on your Instagram or whatever if they wanted to find it, or where do they find uh, the newsletter? I to should subscribe? add it. So yeah. I should I should add a link somewhere, but it is no, no just worries. um it's letter drop. I think they're changing their format actually. So it might be Lincoln Hawk fan club with like hyphens um dot letter drop dot com. And I'll put it I'll put links in the um I'll put a link in the show notes and oh, also thanks. I'll do it in my newsletter too for when oh, this comes out. Um well I adore you. Oh my Thank you so much for coming and talking about gossip girl. I just I really do. Like the the keen analysis is just it's spectacular. You're That's so wonderful. Very kind. Thank you. Um and yeah, maybe after the reboot, well you might have to come back and talk about the reboot. I will literally talk about gossip girl. I mean, I cannot overstate like how much I love <laughs> talking about gossip see this is my people my kind of people i am trying to manifest like some way of doing that in a professional paid context it's all (laughs) it's like my constant mission in life it's like what how can i make this a thing that supports me it's the best well thank you so much it's been amazing and we will talk again soon for sure thanks for having me Thank you so much to Tyler for indulging me in analyzing Gossip Girl forwards and backwards. Um, It was a delight. And you should definitely follow her uh, for even more Gossip Girl content. As I mentioned in the intro, we do know that the new new version, that's not a reboot, uh, is coming to HBO Max on July 8th. And... While we didn't learn a ton in the teaser trailer, man, it was just great to hear Kristen Bell's voice. Um, and I'm actually recording this, this and the intro from my hotel room in Tribeca so I can like hear the sounds of the city. It's the first time I've been in New York in a very long time, obviously. And um, it's so good to be here. So it seems fitting to be talking about Gossip Girl. Um, I would also recommend following the Gossip Girl account. As Tyler and I mentioned, they're doing some really smart marketing uh, with that account. And um, yeah, I'm really excited for the show. I can't wait. I can't wait. And as always, thank you for coming to hang out. Uh, please subscribe to the newsletter at wehavenotes.substack.com for more of my nonsense. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow on Instagram at wehavenotes or at Gardner. And until next week... You know you love me. XOXO.